0: All right, take your Bible this morning, turn with me to the book of Job, the book of Job. Um, I don't know if I've ever preached chapel out of the book of Job, uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to start reading with chapter number one and verse uh, number uh, six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and is true of evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge around him, about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land, but put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said to Satan, say, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. All right, Uh, here we're going to uh, uh, consider this morning uh, the great uh, uh, passage of scripture here in chapter number one of the book of Job. Uh, And uh, it is a a tremendous book, the book of Job. I have always had a little bit of a difficult time understanding it uh, in some ways. Uh, But uh, I think that, uh, uh, you know, God has given me uh, uh, some insight into it and I, I want to relay that to you this morning. And uh, so uh, I want you to uh, realize that uh, the book of Job uh, uh, deals with uh, uh, three things, basically. It tells us uh, about Satan. You know, Satan is uh, not in hell. Uh, Satan is uh, running about where, uh, uh, you know, he, he is seeking who maybe devour. He wants to devour you and and he's... Uh, not in hell. Uh, And he's the accuser of the brethren. Uh, The Bible tells us he's always uh, accusing, he's got access into the throne room of God and he can accuse you before the Lord. And uh, so uh, he's an accuser of the brethren. Uh, One of these days he's going to be thrown into the pit uh, at the uh, uh, end of the tribulation. He's going to be thrown into hell and uh, uh, he will... Uh, spend eternity uh, there. And so he's going to have an end. Uh, he's a conquered foe. Uh, he, he is uh, defeated at Calvary. So it's only a matter of time that we're going to realize the, the, uh, the uh, practicality of that defeat. We don't see it right now. Looks like he's winning the war. Looks like he's winning the race. But he's not. He's uh, doomed to defeat. And uh, so uh, don't let him be uh, captive in your life, uh, the cap- uh, don't let him take him, uh, take your life captive. But anyway, uh, this this is what uh, Job tells about Satan. Secondly, it tells us, and it, the answer to a big question. It tells us an answer to a very big question, and the big question that uh, the Book of Job tells us is what is life all about? What is your life, my life, all about? You know. Uh, that's a that's a big question, and it's very simple, uh, you know. And uh, it is uh, a strange to uh, have something simple these days. Amen. <laughs> all the technology. I mean, I just got a different car, and I, I'm I i do not know how to drive it. Uh, you know, I got to go back and find out what all these buttons are supposed to be doing. And uh, uh, so, uh, it's a, it's a, a world of of much. Uh, Getting away from simplicity and uh, but but life is all about uh, what is it all about it is about uh, uh, one thing: deciding choosing to love the Lord and obey him that's what it's all about choosing to love the Lord and obey him. you know God created the angels and he uh, gave them that choice as well uh, to, to choose. Uh, to love the Lord and obey him. But they chose not to. They chose to disobey him. Uh, God created Adam and Eve to choose uh, to love the Lord and obey him. And, you know, they didn't do it. They, they chose to disobey. And uh, that's a mess that we got in this world because of their choice. And God created you. He created you with the same choice. You have the same choice to make in life. Are you going to choose to love the Lord and obey him, you know? Or are you going to choose like the angels did? You can choose like Adam and Eve did. So uh, that's what this book is all about. It's a, a book that uh, reveals to us uh, the, the great question is, uh, as to what life is all about. Life is all about choosing to uh, uh, love and obey the Lord. The third thing that the book of Job is about, it's about the silence of God in Job's life. The silence of God in Job's life. Now, you're going to have uh, some times in your life when God's going to seem to be silent. When he's uh, not going to seem to be there. Uh, maybe uh, the, the, uh, the heavens will be brass to your prayers. And, and there's going to be times when it seems as though that you, you wonder, where, where are you, God? Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, in need. Uh, And so uh, Job is uh, uh, experiencing the silence of God in his life. So I want you to know three things about uh, the silence of God in Job's life. Number one, I want you to see the cause of God's uh, silence in Job's life. What was the cause? Well, uh, there was a great controversy. Job was unaware of this controversy that was going on. And um, uh, so there was a great controversy. Uh, The the subject of this controversy are God and uh, the devil, Satan. They're the subject of this controversy. And God wants to prove to Satan that there are people who love him even though all earthly possessions are gone. God wants to prove that to Satan. And uh, Satan, on the other hand, he, uh, you know, he says... uh, well, uh, he says, if you, if you uh, uh, take away Job's blessings and, and Job's uh, possessions and, and you uh, take away, he'll curse you to his face. He'll just turn on you and get bitter and get upset. Uh, Satan uh, says that. You see, Satan thinks that the only reason why people really serve the Lord is because of the benefits of it. Satan uh, thinks that the only reason why uh, people uh, are, are serving the Lord is because of his blessings that they're enjoying. Let me ask you something. Do you love the Lord because of his blessings? Uh, do you love the Lord because of his benefits? Is that the reason why you love the Lord? Is that the reason why you obey the Lord? Oh, well, certainly, uh, I, I want to obey him and love him. He's been very good to me. You know, uh, but if that's the reason why we love and serve the Lord because of his benefits, his blessings, we really don't love him. We really don't uh, love him. See, God is looking for some people who really love the Lord. I mean, it's not just something you say. It's not just something uh, that uh, is based on your blessing, based on the fact that you're doing well and everything's going fine. He's really looking for somebody who will really love the Lord. And so this is the controversy that's going on in heaven. By this con- by the way, this controversy is still going on. It's still going on. Uh and um, uh you know maybe that's what the Lord is what the devil is saying to the Lord about you. Well you you know, this guy's really had a great blessing. You know, he's all these and you just take those away and uh he'll curse you, you know. Many, many Christian has um, uh, turned back on the Lord and gotten bitter and cold because of the fact that uh, uh, it didn't work out the way they thought it would work out. Something didn't uh, uh, get done that they thought should got, that God should have done something. And uh, where was He? Why did He show up? Why did He let me go through this? You know? And so uh, this controversy is still going on. And uh, so you can expect it uh, that there could be times of, of silence on uh, God's part in your life because there may be uh, a controversy between Satan and uh, uh, God about you and how will you respond? What will you do? Oh, take away his, you know, he'll just turn his back and tuck his tail and run uh, from you. So the second thing about uh, this silence of God in Job's life, I want you to see the test of God's silence on Job's life. In Job's life, the test of God's silence. Now, what was the test here? The test is this: Will Job be faithful uh, in the midst of the silence of God? Will Job uh, continue to love and obey the Lord? The Bible says he was a man who eschewed evil. He was a man that feared the Lord. He was upright. He was perfect. Means he whole. He was whole. Nobody's perfect except Jesus. But uh, will he? Will he continue? To follow uh, the Lord. And uh, so notice that God allows uh, Job's life uh, to uh, be tested. And God said, All right, uh, Satan, you go ahead and you take all his possessions away. In just a short amount of time, Job, about one to two weeks, God allows all of Job's children. You have, uh, let's see, he had seven uh, sons, I believe, and three daughters yeah and uh, he allows all of them to be killed just a short amount of time but one day think of that one day uh you know your dad say one day think of it, your dad mom gone you know one day uh, all your brothers and sisters are gone you know just one day, and so uh he uh you know uh does that he allows uh, uh Satan to do this uh notice what job says in uh, chapter one verse twenty one job says and uh Job says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, Job passes a test. He passes a test of loving and obeying God when all his family's wiped out, you know. Uh, you know, he says... The Lord giveth. Now, that's pretty easy to say, isn't it? The Lord giveth. You can say that. I can say, the Lord giveth. You know, Lord's given me a lot of years. The Lord's given me uh, a lot of blessings. It's easy to say, the Lord giveth. And uh, every blessing you have is from the Lord. So, uh, it's easy to say, the Lord giveth. But I'll tell you something. It's hard to say that next one. And the Lord taketh away. The Lord taketh away. He can give. he can take away, you know, and uh, that's hard to say, Lord, you took away, you know, and uh, it's not easy to have the Lord take away something, that's really something you really enjoy, something you really uh, have been blessed with, it's not easy to have uh, uh, the Lord take something away, but uh, Job says, the Lord take it away, and you know, that's hard to say, but here's something real hard to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, that's real hard to say. Lord, uh, thank you. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, blessing you. He uh, uh, said something there. You see, Job didn't get bitter. Job didn't turn on the Lord. He uh, passed the test. But, you know, then the devil says in chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, he says, okay, uh, you know, you take his health away. You take his children uh, but uh, well, you go ahead and take his health away. What does this all have to do with the silence of God in Job's life? You see, Job never knew this controversy was going on. God never told him about this controversy that's going on. Say. Now you have the blessing of being able to know that there is a controversy. I mean, there's a real devil. He's got access into the throne room. He can accuse you. And me before God, you and I know that. Job didn't have any idea of this controversy that was going on. The closest, now he questioned, he questioned uh, God about what was happening. He asked questions, nothing wrong with asking questions. He asked questions of the Lord, what was going on. Uh, But he didn't say, (coughs) Job, there's a heavenly controversy going on between me and the devil. It, the closest God came to telling Job what was going on is that he said in chapters 40 and 41 that he was a sovereign God. He, appealed, he said, listen, I, I'm in control. That's the closest he came to uh, explaining to Job uh, what was going on uh, in his life. And so we see that, you know, there were some great problems that uh, the devil brought into Job's life. I mean, no one has suffered more than Job did, other than our Savior. Job went through a lot. Uh, You know, he had the problems of his sickness. And, uh, you know, that sickness was awful. Uh, He had inflamed uh, 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 sores all over his body. He had itching all over his body. You can read about that in chapter 2, basically. You go through chapter 2. Um, He had uh, a change in his facial skin. He had no appetite. He he was in a state of depression, lost all his strength, had worms and uh, boils and sores all over his body, running sores on his body, difficulty breathing, uh, darkness under his eyes, uh, foul breath. Some of you still have that, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Lost weight. Man, I've lost... I've lost about uh, almost 15 pounds. I look pretty thin, and trim, amen? <laughs> but uh, uh, since uh, uh, some of the afflictions that I've had come upon me. And so he, uh, you know, he was in continual pain. I restlessness, couldn't sleep at night. I've had a hard time sleeping at night, and I'm not asking you for any sympathy here but it's just a matter of a fact that uh it's not uh been easy for me to go to sleep Job, he couldn't sleep at night skin was peeling off uh he was uh constantly in fever in fever constantly and so he had problems of sickness in his life he had the problem of his wife now that's a big problem i mean you need to make sure you marry the right woman amen and uh it's not enough to marry somebody saved, got to marry somebody saved and surrendered. Totally surrendered to God. And you know, he had a problem his wife. His, his wife said in chapter 2, verse 9, Job, why don't you just die? Curse God and die. But Job, even though that relationship uh, was not good, he didn't let that relationship keep him from loving and obeying God. He said, I'm going to love and obey God. You know, I think of Charles Weigel. And his wife turned on him, left him. And uh, Charles Weigel, you know, he just kept on serving God. He wrote that song, No One Ever Care for Me Like Jesus. And um, one day, before his wife died, she got sick. She went out in the world. She wanted the world. She went out. She got in the world and stuff. And she was in a sick bed. And she called for Charles to come. And she said, You were right. You were right. Had great regret. She had uh, turned from uh, fall, falling the Lord. But Charles Wyco didn't. He just kept on serving the Lord. He kept on loving and obeying God, even though his wife uh, forsook him. You know, his friends were a problem. How would you like to have friends like uh, Job had? I mean, these friends uh, uh, accused him of the fact that there was sin in his life. Now, many times when you have, uh, you know, the silence of God come in your life, bear say, uh, you better check up and see if there's sin there. That's the first thing you do when, when God sees me silent in your life. Maybe it's because there's sin. Psalm sixty-six eighteen says uh, that, uh, you know, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. He's going to be silent. So you need to check up. Is there sin there? But they accuse him of having sin in his life. But there was no sin in Job's life. There was a great controversy going on. They accused him of sin. They accuse him, he's being chastening of God. He's having the chastening of God upon him. Sometimes it is the chastening of God as to why God has sad in our life. Sometimes uh, it's because we're not listening to him. And as a result, he stops listening to us. Are you listening to God? Is he talking to you? And you're not listening? You're ignoring? You know, there was 400 silent years that came upon the people of Israel. Because they wouldn't listen to the prophets in that 400 silent year period between the Old Testament and New Testament. God didn't listen to the people of Israel. Why? Because they wouldn't listen to him. There comes a time when God won't listen to you because you know the fact that you are not listening to him. Are you listening to him in chapel? Are you listening to him now? Are you thinking about your test? Are you thinking about Some boy or some girl, Uh, you know, are you listening? You know, I've never had a hard time listening to preaching. I always sat in the front. I always sat on the edge of my chair. I just hung on every word. How about you? Some of you don't listen very good. And uh, you know what? Uh, God's not going to listen to you. If you're not listening to him, you ignore him. That's sometimes why God is silent in people's lives. They ignore him. they are not listening to him. But the bottom line was uh, what they said had nothing to do with what Job was going through. What his friend said, "Sit in your life, God's chastening you. You know, it had nothing to do with it. Why did he have these things? It was because of a heavy controversy. Nowhere did God ever tell him why. As I said, the closest it came was in chapters 40 and 41 when he spoke of his sovereignty to order things according to his sovereign will. So we see the cause of this uh, silence of God in Job's life. We see the the test of uh, God's silence in his life. He passed that test. He kept on loving and obeying the Lord. He didn't back away. He didn't get bitter. But the third thing I want you to see about this silence of God in Job's life, and that is I want you to see with me the decision of God's silence in Job's life, the decision of God. You know, Job makes a great decision, uh, and life is, you know, made up of decisions and choices, and and your choice is going to determine uh, what you're going to be, uh, where you're going to be. Uh, choices, decisions you make in chapel, choice you make in the church, decisions that you make. And Job made a great decision. What made him? Uh, uh, so so great in God's eyes. The Bible says he was a great man. Ezekiel 14, 13, he's uh, referred to as being a great man. He's uh, mentioned with uh, Noah, and um, uh, there's one other guy there too. I forget him. But he's, he's mentioned among those three great men in the Old Testament. He was, a, he was a great man. He was a rewarded man. If you go to Job chapter 42, the Bible says that uh, because of Job choosing to love and obey God in the midst of this uh, tremendous time of silence in his life, Job forty two twelve says, So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 1, yoke of oxen and 1,000 asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters, and he called the name of the first uh, Jeremiah and so forth. In all the land, uh, there are no women so fair as the daughters of Job. And so we find that God richly blessed Job. Because in the midst of a a time of silence, he was a man who said, I'm going to love and obey God no matter what. I'm going to love and obey God no matter what. Uh, You know, this is... uh, what uh, brings the greatest glory to God? The greatest glory to God is not when you're praising Him and loving Him and everything's going your way. I mean, it's not the, thats not the greatest uh, thing that brings glory to God. The greatest thing that brings glory to God is that when you are going through tough times, uh, when you're going through uh, uh, a, a difficult time. Uh, and you choose to obey and love the Lord in those tough times. That brings the greatest glory to God. Amen. First Peter 1, seven says that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes they'll be tried of fire, might be found in the praise and glory and honor of Jesus Christ. You see, what's the most precious kind of faith? It's the faith that says, I don't know what God's doing here. I don't understand it all. But God, I'm going to love you and I'm going to obey you no matter what. I'm going to just follow you. And, you know, that's what God is uh, wanting in your life and in my life. He wants us to make that commitment, that decision. You know, I'm so glad I made that decision a long time ago. That no matter what happened in my, I mean, I tell you what, I have tremendous health. Uh, you don't you don't travel for forty eight years, pulling a trailer. Uh, you know, go to church every night, pretty much preach uh, many many times. You don't do all that without having good health, without having strength. Uh, and uh, God has given me great health, great strength, and and um, you know, uh, it's uh, it's a, a, a blessing. But you know. That's not going to be uh, me loving and obeying God in those times. It's pretty easy to do with that. When you got your help, you got your strength. But boy, I'll tell you something. When a time of silence comes and God allows certain things in your life and uh, you uh, uh, have to go through some difficult days, you know what, and, and when you choose in the midst of that to glor- love, and obey the Lord. And to get on your knees and say, I want to love to obey him more, Lord. I've got out of my knees and said, Lord, I just want to love to obey you. I want to get closer to you than I've ever been in my entire life. This controversy uh, is still going on. It's going on today. And uh, Revelation twelve ten tells us that very plainly. You know, that uh, it's a, a controversy that is going on today. Revelation 12, verse 10. And I heard a voice saying, In heaven now has come to salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God night and day. So this, this uh, uh, is, is still going on. Now, here's the big question. Here's the big question. You're going to have times when God's silent in your life. It's not going to always be rosy. It's not going to always be, uh, you know, uh, just everything that you want to happen happens, and, and it's not going to always be there. There are going to be times when, when God's going to test you. Remember how God tested Abraham. And say, Abraham, I want you to take your only son. Take the land of Moriah. I want you to offer him. That was a testing time for Abraham. And uh, God's going to test your love. He's going to test your faith. And he wants to see what you're made of. Are you just uh, a fly-by-night type of Christian? When things are going your way, you all love the Lord. You obey him. You know, or are you going to say, no matter what, Lord, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to obey you. Will you decide to love and obey the God of heaven during the times of God's silence? Job did. Now, here's the answer to that question. Will you decide that you're going to love and obey the Lord during the tough times, the times of God's silence? Here's the answer. When God's silence comes in your life, will you choose to love and obey the Lord then? Here's the answer to that question. Have you chosen already to love the Lord no matter what? To obey the Lord, whether your parents do or not, your friend does or not, whether or not uh, the world likes or not. Have you chosen already to choose to love the Lord and obey Him no matter what? I'm glad I made that choice long time ago. I said, Lord, I'm going to love and obey you no matter what. Okay? And the Lord's tested me about that. My wife went to meet the Lord, that wasn't easy. Took her away. And uh You know, the Lord has asked me, do you love me more than her? And I said, I'm going to love and obey you, Lord, no matter what. And so, have you made that choice? Now, if you haven't made that choice yet, you know what? I know what you're going to do when the tough time comes. You're going to back out. You're going to soften up. You're going to let down. Others will let down their standards. I'm going to do it too. You know, you're going to give in. You see, you need to make that choice now. You need to make that choice ahead of time. That you're going to love and obey the Lord, no matter what happens. And uh, maybe you did make that choice never number years ago. But is it still true today? Is it, are you loving and obeying the Lord today with all your heart? Or have you drifted away from that decision that you made maybe a number of years ago to love and obey the Lord no matter what happens, no matter what happens physically, no matter what happens socially, no matter what happens, you're going to love and obey the Lord. You see, Job's faithfulness to love and obey God is great. It's great. It was a a great decision he made. uh, But you know, the greatest decision to love and obey God was not made by Job. It was made by Jesus. Jesus was nailed to a cross. Jesus, the Son of God, who created the whole world, was spit upon. Jesus, the Son of God, was beat upon. They cursed him. When he cried, Lord, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When he cried, God was silent. Of course, now you and I know why God was silent, don't we? We can look back. and We know why God was silent. The cry was only said, because he loved you, and he loved me. So much so, he was willing to turn his back on his own son. He was willing to be silent to the cry of his own son. That's how much he loves you, you know. Now, in the light of how much God Uh, loves you and that he gave his only son how much Jesus loves you and that he was willing to endure the silence of God. God forsook him. God turned his uh, back on him. He was uh, willing to endure that for you because he loved you. Don't you think that he deserves you to make that decision to love and obey the Lord no matter what in the light of his great love? for you at Calvary. Oh, the wonder of Calvary love. And as you consider Calvary love, I hope you consider it every day. I hope you never get away from it, The tremendous love that God had for you. You know, he didn't pass you by. You know, I'm so glad he didn't pass me by. I was a trailer court boy raised a trailer. Eighteen feet long, the first one we had. Six, seven feet wide. The Lord could have easily passed me by, but he didn't. And he didn't pass you by. All the millions of people in the world. He stopped and he called you to himself. Like Zacchaeus. Come down, Zacchaeus. And uh you know He didn't have to say that to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wretched guy. He didn't have to call you. He didn't have to save you, but he did. And out of loyalty, out of the wonder that he would save you, is it not easy to say, Lord, I'm going to follow you, obey you, love you, no matter what. Let's bow our heads in our prayer. Father, we just thank you for your word. <clears throat> I praise you for uh, Job and his uh, dedication, commitment to love and obey God. No matter what. And Father, I pray you'd help us to be that way. Help every student in this school to uh, come out loving and determined that they're going to obey God no matter if it's popular, no matter if others are doing it or not, they're going to love and obey the Word of God. And I pray you help make that commitment. Maybe some have not made that decision. I pray they'll make that decision this morning. And we'll thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed.